there's a lot of different ways to ingest. And I say, whatever it is that is going to fit into your lifestyle, whatever it is, is going to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it is that you find that helps you, you utilize that. There's no wrong way. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. Welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today, I'm chatting with Christina Rivera and Maggie Troop, who are the founders of Match Canna. Christina and Maggie have walked numerous life paths together, first as best friends, then as sisters-in-law, and now as business partners in the luxury CBD company Match Canna. Both servant leaders, natural helpers, and effective problem solvers, Christina and Maggie co-founded the company after Christina created a life-changing formulation that incorporated CBD and other cold-pressed botanicals, helping those close to them manage pain and anxiety. Match Canna is powered by blending Christina's vision, diverse educational path, and focus on making people feel their best selves through aesthetics with Maggie's go-getter attitude and decades-long career in helping people manage pain through massage therapy. Match Canna's goal is to use CBD to find effective and luxurious relaxation and relief for every body with thoughtfully created plant-based products that are rooted in nature and backed by science. You can learn more at matchcanna.com. That's M-A-T-C-H-C-A-N-N-A.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Amplify. I'm sitting down with my friends, Christina Rivera and Maggie Troop, who are the founders of Match Canna. And let's get right into it with some rapid fire. You guys ready? So ready. Gotta be. (laughs) Gotta be. Fine. (laughs) What is something that you're grateful for right now? Oh my gosh. I am grateful for so many things. I've just been kind of in a whirlwind of gratitude because I've had so many life-changing situations lately. So I have Mm. to live in gratitude. So it's like the simple things like a roof over my head, help for my family, the fact that my kids are back in school, all of it. Yes. (laughs) What about you, Christina? Um, I was going to keep it so simple. Look at you, Maggie, going above and beyond. Don't overthink Um, it. You can keep it simple. 
I, oh, it's real simple. I'm, <laughs> I am so grateful for CBD lately. I have mm. not had a lot of sleep. I'm on the East coast and the time change and the working 14 hours a day. Like I, CBD is really helping with my anxiety this week. Good, good. What is a guilty pleasure of yours? Whether, whether it's like you feel guilt with it or not, because we own these things, right? Oh my God. I have so many. I am like the queen of like guilty <laughs> pleasures and I have no shame about it. It's like all yes, yes. in me as like, I'm taking a me day today and I have no guilt. Um, my like biggest guilty pleasure is donuts. <laughs> oh. I love donuts. Yo, yo, oh. listen to this right now, this morning. So <laughs> a friend of mine um, has been, has been like sending me Postmates and like, you know, just like sweet stuff the whole past week since I haven't been feeling good. And one of the things which I ate this morning for breakfast was what the hell is it even called? Uh, a new Tellington. So like a pun of like a beef Wellington or something is literally a freaking croissant stuffed with Nutella, stuffed with like ricotta cheese or something, but heated that baby up and woo. So yeah, I need that. Like, Maggie, I'm on that level today. Normally I'm not like a pastry breakfast person, but it was real good. <laughs> sounds amazing. And I can, um, Maggie eats so many donuts. It's insane. And she's like, I have never seen a person so healthy be so gross about donuts. I love you so much, Maggie. Oh <laughs> like, wow. So um, I love donuts. it. <laughs> so true. Um, I think that my guilty pleasure, I guess, no, hold on to clarify, like donuts make Maggie feel so bad, which is why I think it's so funny that she oh, loves them because yeah. they make her feel so bad. She's like, I think that, um, I ate too many donuts and I'm like, you always eat too many donuts. I, Maggie, yeah. So. If I eat one whole donut, like the sugar, my teeth will hurt. I'll feel sick. Like Ew. my, my, I feel it in my blood. Like my body, I can actively feel my body slowing down to process it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're like, Oh, <laughs> totally. Um, so I have a guilty pleasure and I am a little, I feel a little guilt or shame around it. Um, I, I do work really long hours and um, I end up at night needing to escape. And so I do that with like, these are real gross rom-com books. Um, and like, they have no substance. They have no substance. They're just like really easy to read and they take my mind off of anything that I need. There's to be nothing action. wrong with that. We <laughs> should have those like was, just for fun, uh, like entertainment, like cheesy entertainment, like your let your brain like veg out sort of thing. Yeah, that's exactly I, what I need. Lately. At least you're, and it's reading, right? I feel like that's better, yeah. like a step above like a reality show version of that. <laughs> but, like, but, I, but I used to read so much like history and, and biographies and all of these things. And lately I can't even look at them. I look at my, my books that I want to read and I'm like, I'm just going to read this like Christina Lauren, um, rom-com. And I'm going to just, <laughs> I love Girl, it. I love it. Own it. Own it. That's the th like, so I feel that too, sometimes with, cause I'll watch, I like, I love me some TV shows and I'll watch TV shows like as comfort food, almost that I've seen tons of times. And I'll think a lot like, oh, I really should be listening to a podcast or an audiobook. If I'm listening to this show, basically to like 
quote unquote, keep me company or like entertain me or help me decompress. Like I should be being more productive with this time. Right. And then I'm like, no, sometimes that brain, like, especially when you're running your own business, building a business, working long hours, like you are like our brains need to just like shut off a bit too. We need that shut off time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. What is a random fact that people don't know about you, either of you? Well, each of you share, please. I just shared yours, Maggie, that donuts make you feel gross, but you still love them. (laughs) Um, Just kidding. (laughs) I remember there's so many random facts about my life that I just think they're normal, but um, well, I guess a random fact, well, you know this, Lauren and Christina, I'm homeschooled, which is like, everybody's like, but you're so normal. I'm like, well, vaguely normal. (laughs) You're like, what does normal mean? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's random. I mean, yeah, it's pretty random. Um, I think that I guess the thing that comes top of mind for me is that I have an autoimmune condition. I feel like when a lot of people have diseases, they are usually worn on the outside. Um, Mm. But I think autoimmune conditions are invisible. And so a lot of people look at me and they're like, you know, you're tired all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I have an autoimmune condition. It's like my body hurts all the time. Like my, my random facts are like, nobody sees the fact that I am, I'm struggling or like Mm. suffering sometimes. Yeah. 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 I thought, I thought of a better random fact that I, let's hear more. Let's go. I realized I was like, Oh, because I thought of a good one. I actually was a childhood actor and I was like on a bunch of things and I really wanted to like go big. And my brother who's also a childhood actor got into SAG. And so like his career took off and mine never did. And I always was like, I could have been a Hollywood star. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. I didn't know that. That's an exciting one. I never made um, it. <laughs> I never made it. If you guys weren't doing what you do now with your own stuff that you still have going on, building your business together, what sort of job or career would you have? Like what's that, like something random or that thing that you're like, you know what, if it all, if it all comes crashing down, I'm going to be a circus performer. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Mine is definitely uh, like an Olympic gymnast, like specifically oh. the bars. Oh. <laughs> I would just watch those. I always loved it. I just... I would be an Olympic gymnast okay. in my wildest dreams. I love this. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought you asked what job, like what job we would do if we couldn't do the job we're doing now. Yeah, I did. I, like, did. I did. And Maggie really was like, <laughs> yes. I will be in the Olympics. If I, if this doesn't work, you'll see me in the Olympics in four years. I'm dreaming oh, big. Okay. Yeah. You have like, she was like, hard what was the question? I'm like, no, no, you heard the question right. Maggie's just really aims high. <laughs> I'm going to spend the next 30 years of my life training for the bars. <laughs> so good. Um, Maggie, I love you. Um, okay. I think that if I, yeah, if I, if I wasn't doing what I'm currently doing, I would, I would have loved to be a travel photographer. I love mm. to travel. I love to take photos. Like that would probably be my like ideal job if I wasn't doing what I am currently yeah. doing, which is living my yeah. passion. So, yes, you know, exactly. Yeah. Any, any weird talents or special skills? Oh, yes. So <laughs> <many>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know one actually I can 
This actually, it goes great with my gymnast career. I can do a perfect right-handed cartwheel and round off. I don't know why, only right-handed. Well, I love how you is very specifically right-handed. Well, the left side does not show up well. <laughs> I'm like over here, like <laughs> using my arms to be like, I think I do left-handed really well, cartwheel and round offs. Right-handed, I can only do a cartwheel, I think. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So you have, okay. I can't do any on the left. So you're, I'm going to practice this actually when we get off the call, because now I'm very curious. <laughs> I know what I was just about me. to say, like, I, I want I know you to that this on TikTok. I want to see this perfect, perfect <laughs> right? round off. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. You said perfect. <laughs> Move over. <laughs> Move over. Very. Yeah. Okay. Look at you, gymnast. <laughs> Who knew? Um, interesting. I think my weird talent, if you can call it a talent, um, I am hypersensitive. And um, I've only had a few people who have noticed this about me, um, but I am extremely, extremely sensitive and I can read a room so fast. Um, mm. I know when people want me to leave. I know when people want me to do all the work. Like I, it makes me an amazing recruiter. Um, but I can read a room and I can read people very, very well. Too well sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Too well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's not just what a bitch. She... she knows what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in your head. <laughs> but like a super empath. Yeah. Um, yeah. what did you guys want to be when you were little? Is this the gymnast Maggie? Well, or is that, I mean, is that yeah. your adult, your adult dream? My dreams are still in within me, Lauren. I would gymnast all the way. Okay. <laughs> A gymnast. I love this so much. I'm finding, I'm finding new things out about you, Maggie. And I didn't know that that was possible. So it's really great. Our relationship um, couldn't get any deeper. All right. Uh, I think that when I was little and I have to, I might have to give a tiny bit of context here. Like I grew up in a town that had 2000 people in it. Um, there were very limited options when it came to jobs. And like, I saw women in jobs stocking shelves and being cashiers. And, um, I thought the most glamorous job in the world was to be a hairdresser because, <laughs> because it was the only time I was like, look at these women, like they're having fun. They get to, you know, talk to people all day. Like I thought that that was glamorous and I wanted to be in cosmetology. Mm. Um, yeah. So right. yeah, I didn't, <laughs> well, I didn't have a lot of role <laughs> models showing me that there were other options. Now I know better, but like, uh, I still think cosmetology could be a really fun job. Yeah, I think it's great. I have this picture of like Christina, like skipping down the town in her tiny town. And she just like looks in the window of the beauty salon. And she's just like, oh my gosh, like that's so good. <laughs> her tiny town. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why when I was picturing it, I was like imagining it not like in the same time frame that all of us grew up in. I was like, picturing, like <laughs> back in the day. And I'm like, no, we're like all the same age, just about. It was like yeah. what my childhood looked like too. Right. Or, but sorry, like I was just sheltered. Yeah. <laughs> I was just much yeah. more sheltered. Little bonnets and dresses. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. When is the last time that you cried? Like, well, I had a real good cry recently. 
because I dropped my kids off at school for the first time, but it was like, I've never cried. Like, I know this is going to make me sound like a really terrible mom. Like, I don't usually cry over things like that. I remember like, oh, stop growing. Like, I'm also like, can you get older? Like, I'm very much like- <laughs> Can you take I, yourself to I, school? I, Thanks. Yeah, totally. I'm like, can they ride their bikes yet? But like this day hit me and I just like, I cried. I started crying and I was like, I'm going to hold it in. And I was like, no, I'm going to feel this. And it felt so good. Mm. Um, I remember that cry. <laughs> I think um, I do too. You talked about it on Instagram. So I was like, oh, I know. I cried yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. I yeah. was like, okay. Look at you here we go. showing up, being vulnerable. Oh. Um, I had a panic attack two weeks ago and I, um, I wasn't taking my CBD that week, obviously. Um, and I fully had a panic attack. Haven't had one of those for two years, maybe. Mm. And I was sobbing so bad that I couldn't even breathe. It was like, it was, it was terrible. And I've just been feeling really weepy ever since. So like, I think mm. I'm probably, I've probably cried every day since then, yeah. but it's getting so much better. I'm like being so consistent with CBD and, and meditation and doing what I need to do in order to get back in the right headspace. And, mm. um, it's all been helping, but I, I have been feeling a little weepy. So I probably cried yeah. yesterday, to be honest. You know what? I get it. <laughs> every day, I get it. every yeah. day. And for you for honoring your body. That is yes. honestly, it takes bravery to cry. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. you look ugly. Like I ugly cry so hard. I Kim Kardashian it all day long. <laughs> like it is bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I, real bad. I cry a lot. I cry pretty regularly. Like it's, I'll probably cry today. Like it's very effective, like for a energy clearing, like negative energy and stuff like that. But most of the time it'll be like barely a tear falls. And it's just like a, like 15 seconds. Like, so I don't even know what, like, it's like a sneeze, but cry or something like, it's just like, so oh. quick and like done. Yeah. But, but yeah, if I'm like going for it, like ugly cry for sure. Yep. Not afraid of it. Mm -hmm. Um, when, when's the last time you laughed so hard, you almost peed your pants. Every time I laugh, Lauren, I almost pee my pants. <laughs> I had two vaginal kids. Like it's called incontinence. <laughs> uh, do, do we not laugh? We don't pee every time we laugh. Like, no. you're like wait, you're like, what other kind of laughing is there? <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh I think last time that I almost peed when I left, I was with you, Maggie. I think that I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I have moments with you where I get like, so I was, oh, it was when we were driving, we were road tripping. We were laughing so hard and I needed to pee. And I was like, you cannot, you have to stop. Cause I'm going to pee my pants. So, um, we pulled over on the side of the road. I'm pretty sure I peed on the side of the road during that road trip. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So I actually did. I got laughed so hard that I, I did. You pee did. Have to pee. So <laughs> yeah, I had to pee. So what is your favorite meal? Christina, this is your jam. This is the hardest. This is the hardest question I think I've ever been asked, Lauren. Um, I've never met more of a foodie than Christina. Okay, you can give us a yeah. few options. It's okay. No, I don't even think I could ever choose. Like I, I could oh. never choose between pasta and Indian food and tacos. Like I just could never choose. Mm -hmm. Okay, not gonna do okay. it. That's all right. I won't. <laughs> I actually, Christine and I traveled to Italy and this um, family put us up and there's this one meal that they made us that I never, it, they made this homemade lasagna. Christine and I got called a, a trash can all week because she ate so much pasta. 
hold up you did not give any like background to that story just called me a human trash can like look we had showed up we had showed up it was like 11 a.m we had not eaten in like 12 hours and the family is so nice but there's a language barrier so we sit down and they bring us this whole plate and i said wow you made this for us and lorenzo who was the chef and also a student he's he's a chef um he said yes yes for you and he was so excited and i was like oh my god he's so excited to feed us and there's all this food so i just kept eating um and we got to the end of it and they came out and he was like that was for everyone and i was it's like total. what i was like Oh my God. She was like so licking the plate of pasta. And I mean, oh. it was the best meal I've ever had, granted, but I was like, girl. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And especially because Italians are like, oh, you want more? I'll get you more. And like, yeah, keep eating, keep eating. You're like, okay. And they're like, yeah. this was supposed to feed the whole family. Yeah. And the family so was like all, 10 people. And yeah, all week was, they were just shoving food in her. They're like, you know, because we know how you like your pasta. <laughs> And so they called me the equivalent, they, they tried to translate it, um, but it was the equivalent of the human trash can. And that's what they would call me and they would give me all of the food. And when we went out to the restaurants and everybody couldn't finish their food, they passed it down to me. Like oh I was, um, and I ate it. Cause I was like, look, dude, I'm not going to pass up pasta. Not ever. So, <laughs> You're like, if this is the joke, I'm going to lean into it then. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad, Lauren. Anyway, I am the human trash can. I hope I love is. this. I wish I knew what the word for that was in Italian. I don't. I'm going to look but, it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Okay. Maggie, is it donuts? Like what's yours? <laughs> oh, that pasta meal. Honestly. Oh, the pasta meal. Oh, okay. Yes. The, the pasta joint, meal. The, yes. Oh, that's I've right. never you had pasta. It like in Italy, like, I don't know what, I mean, I don't know what it is. It's magic. So yes, I can't eat pasta the same ever. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking of a specific meal. <laughs> I I like that. Oh yeah, there are plenty of like meals I've had in Italy where I'm like, oh yeah, that one restaurant, that one thing, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Um, next place you want to travel to? Christina and I actually we talk about this all the time. We are travel. Well, Christina mostly. I try to get out anytime I can. But we said when we do our first successful launch, we are going to buy tickets to Greece. Very so, cool. That's what, that's what I'm excited about. But Christina's like traveling international way before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we actually had a planned trip to Maui with friends and they just pulled out of it because of all this Delta stuff. And so uh -huh. Charles said the, the sexiest words to me that I've ever heard him say, he said, why don't we go somewhere else? Up to you, you choose go ahead and I was like what you're not gonna you're not gonna fight me on like wanting to go to Morocco or wanting to go to uh, Portugal those are kind of my my top two that I'm leaning between right now but um like yeah it. I'll give up Maui for Portugal any day it sounds amazing. very cool very yeah. cool all right that that here concludes our rapid fire that was very fun thank you thank you ladies um very I would love for you guys to share your story because you guys have such a cool 
story of how, how you met, how you started building this company together. And I think it's, I think it's really, really special. So I would love for, for you guys to share that with everyone. It started on a waxing table. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it starts with both of us, but like you were the one that, that came into my salon. So I'm an esthetician. And I, I used to be very good at waxing. I could do a full body wax in about 20 minutes. Um, it was, yeah, I got skills. Oh, and maybe that should have been my weird talent. I can, that is I a can, very interesting talent. 20 right? minutes, a whole body? Whole body, whole body, full legs, like a Brazilian. naked mole rat. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so Maggie came in for exactly that. She came in for a full body wax. She's, she's like, a full body she's like, nose, girl. she's like, eyebrows down, get me. I yeah. still make her do my Brazilian every time we hang out. That's true. <laughs> um, and so she she walks into the salon and um, I guess she asks for the best waxer. I don't know, Maggie, what did you ask for? I was just like, I want somebody like who's really good and I want somebody who's like really fun and cute. Like I want, like they're like, I'm, I was pretty much said like, I'm really lonely and I'm trying to meet people. <laughs> no, yeah, no joke. I, so want, like, I want the best wax possible, but also I want them to be my friend. Yeah, Best pretty me. much. Yeah, yeah. And so she, uh, she, you know, I have to get her naked in, in about 60 seconds so that I can. Are you being timed? My, uh, yeah, no, they totally me. time you. Yeah, they totally time you because I got backed or booked back to back. And so I didn't have any time to waste. The second she was in the room, I was like, let's go. And so she's on my table in less than 60 seconds, fully naked. And we just start talking. Um, we're laughing about boys and about food and about traveling and about the town that we were living in, which we were both in and not happy about. Like we were living in a really uh, interesting place. It's a great place. And, it wasn't um, for us at the time. Yeah. <laughs> it just like wasn't where we wanted to be. And so we're just having conversation. We're having a good time. And then all of a sudden it's, it's over. And I'm like, okay, great. Bye. And Maggie is putting on her underwear and she turns to me like a little bit sultry, I guess, kind of in a way it was like, she didn't know. I feel like you were, you were, you didn't know what was going on, Maggie. You were just like, I was giving I'm you giving, vibes. Yeah. You were giving me vibes. Oh my gosh. And she goes, can I get your number? <laughs> and I was like, huh, okay, like, this is a first, um, and the guy that I was dating at the time was, like, she's totally hitting on you, like, nobody asks for your number when they're naked, and, like, all of this stuff, and I was, like, I'm pretty sure she was just wanting to hang out, so I gave her my number, and we go out to dinner just a few days after, and literally, that's, that's the end of that, like, we became super fast friends, because vaginas do that to you, vaginas bond yes. you hey you know what like no other. I will say like when you yeah when you're in that like honestly like any beauty services like even with getting my lashes done and stuff like that but yeah there's a whole another level of bonding when you're like hi here are my lady goods and inflict pain please <laughs> totally yeah and so like we became fast friends that kind of did its own thing. And then Maggie got married eight years ago. Yeah, nine, 10. <laughs> no, it's like eight, it was like eight years ago. And um, how oh, I remember that and you don't, I'm pretty sure it was eight years ago, Maggie, because I, so I met Maggie's brother at her wedding, Charles, who is now my husband. But like at the time we were both dating other people, he was married, I was seeing this guy. 
and we became friends sort of like I would see him randomly more acquaintances but when he moved to San Francisco like we started seeing a lot more of each other I was showing him around the city because I love food and I love to explore and so you know if he needed somebody to go and hang out with I was always like yeah yeah like totally um and so that's kind of where match begins because like Maggie and I became really good friends, but like match didn't actually become an idea until I started dating Charles. So I started dating her brother. Mm -hmm. um, and Charles has three blonde discs in his back. He's been chronic, like he's been in chronic pain for, you know, 10 years of his life. Um, and by that time, like pain was, in every single movement that he made. Mm. He would be holed up for days, stuck in bed, army crawling to the bathroom. I found him army crawling to the bathroom once with no water, no food. And I was like, who does this? Like a, <laughs> like a dog? Like, 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 hey, like man. this. Hey man, maybe we it, should figure this out. Yeah, uh, right. But like, no, but like he had tried everything. Like to be fair, he had tried everything. Stanford doctors told him that he could fuse his bones and that was pretty much all he had. To, um, that was his only option. He'd been to chiropractors. He'd been to physical therapists. Maggie was his masseuse. Like he was just cortisone shots. He had tried everything. So it wasn't his fault per se. Like he was doing everything that he could, um, but he was just in pain all the time. Mm. And when we started dating, I saw that pain in every aspect of his life. Yeah. He would stand, we call him like the crooked stick. Like he would stand at like this weird crooked angle because he was like, if I put any pressure on my back, it hurts. And I'm like, who lives like this? And you would say something would be this... like, what are you talking about? He'd be like, I'm not crooked at all. Like in a weird crooked way, crooked old man. So um, he just, he was always crooked. And so I was like, I can't see people suffer. That's crazy. Like I'm going to find a solution. And I didn't honestly, like when I said that in my head, like I didn't know if I could do that. Like, it was just like, I have to try um, because what's the alternative? Him just being in chronic pain forever. Yeah. So, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to do some research. And he was like, laughed in my face and pretty much said like, Christina, I've gone to stand for doctors. Like, what are you going to do for me? And I was like, fair. Like, that's totally fair. You know, <laughs> I think that's completely fair. Um, Challenge said, accepted I, is what she right? heard. <laughs> Um, but I was like, if, if I can, if I can find something that works, like, will you at least try it? And he was like, sure. So fast forward, like I spent six months researching, making botanical, um, infused oils, like botanically infused oils from scratch, um, that target pain and inflammation. And six months later, I had a tiny bottle of oil and I was like, let's go. And he was like, Okay. And then like a few weeks later, he was like, what's in this? And I was like, why is it working? Mm. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> maybe. Um, and, and since then, it's just kind of taken off. I've been making the oil ever since. And this is where Maggie comes in because I could have just literally made this oil for Charles forever and not ever thought. That like, this home, yeah, your homemade little thing and, and <laughs> keep it at that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly where I wanted to keep it because to me, it was um, something that was personal, but like Maggie came in and, and changed the game. Yeah. I, um, I mean, 
uh, growing up, I grew up in a really conservative household and, you know, all drugs were bad, everything, mm. you know, there's, you know, <laughs> a lot of discussion around that. And so, um, I grew up also in a really conservative, um, home that I fought back a lot. And so I, when I was very young, I developed a lot of anxiety and I constantly felt like I didn't fit in and all that stuff. And, you know, just like the normal stuff that you have as a teen and, um, Early on, I was like, and when I was 18, I found cannabis and I was kind of one of those things that kind of pivoted me into different things because I was like, well, this makes me feel so good. Like this makes my body feel good. This releases my anxiety, this, you know, and, and so, but it was always something that's very taboo and, you know, and mm -hmm. I didn't talk about it and I was, you know, I didn't want to be a stoner. But it was something yeah. that I discovered early on that I really enjoyed. Um, and it's something that made my body feel really good. And it made me feel really connected with myself. Um, and so kind of going on in my life throughout, I had been diagnosed with different things. They tried to put me on antidepressants, um, anxiety medication, all these different things. Um, but honestly, cannabis has been my longest relationship. And even when I started dating my husband, I was like, I, I'm a cannabis user. And if you have a problem with that, like I'm so ready to tell you to peace off because for me, cannabis is a medicine and, um, it's been the only thing that's really helped me, um, calm my anxiety, calm my everything. And so, um, I've always been an advocate, but kind of like a quiet one. And then, um, when Christina, one of my girlfriends, she came to me and was like, I'm making this cannabis oil. Of course I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Like give me some of this. And, um, I saw her, you know, and this was kind of right at the time where cannabis started becoming legal in, uh, we were in California. And so before it was just flour, right? You have flour and you smoke it. And this is mm -hmm. kind of your options. And I had gone to Washington had legalized a little bit sooner. And I had gotten different kinds of products. I got in the suppository for period pain, which I was, I dealt with a lot, topicals, all this kind of products. I was like, wow, this is so it's such a different world for me with cannabis using as a medicine. So when Christina gave me this oil and I saw my brother go from bedridden to like hanging out, rock climbing, doing all the things he wanted to do, I had to get my hands on it. So um, I was a massage therapist or still am. And I used it on my own aches and pains. And I was like, this needs to be on everybody because I consistently get asked, what else can I do, right? Mm. People, you can get massaged, you, you do your meditation, and it's like, always like, well, what else can I do? What else can I do? Can I put something mm -hmm. on my skin? I get asked all the time. And there's some really great, you know, topicals out there and stuff, but nothing is going to hit your muscles, your nerve pain, your chronic pain, like cannabis, CBD, THC, whatever it is. The cannabis plant is amazing for these things. So um, I started incorporating it into my massage practice and I got such great feedback that I was like, Christina, get ready, girl, we're going on a journey. And so kind of, we just stumped into this journey of trying to start this product. And it just so happened that we never really built it to fruition. And then during COVID we were in Tahoe together, hanging out for the summer. And we were like, fuck it, let's just do it. Like, let's try. And so we just started making phone calls. Christina's great at like building connections and she, conversations was like the only thing I heard. She's like, we just have, have, we have conversations. We need to have conversations. Everybody that would talk to us, she'd set us up calls with anybody from manufacturers to um, business coaches to, you know, people in the industry. We just were like, how do we dive in and how do we make this product accessible to everybody?
That's amazing. I, I love that. I love this story so much because it's one, like creating something to solve a very specific problem and, and literal pain for somebody that you love for one, like that's so beautiful, but then how, like one, just how you guys came together too is super fun. And then, and then becoming business partners. It's, it's just such a fun story for me. I love it so much. Um, and it's really, Our souls really were connected. Yeah, exactly. I'll throw a wax and you thinking Maggie, Maggie was hitting on you. And here we I are. Know. Isn't it funny that we can go from waxing to best friends, to sisters, to business partners? Like that yeah. is a, that is a leap. Mm-hmm. I got to officiate their wedding, which was really nice. Oh, so cool. That's so cool. I love it. Um, Okay. So so let's, let's talk more about cannabis because there's so many things that I want to talk to you guys about because one from like the business side of things to the stigma around it, to how the benefits of it, all that kind of stuff. So why don't would you guys, cause let's, let's act as if like the audience is very new to this stuff. Um, and, and I'm sure we have like multi, you know, a variety of experience and knowledge, um, tuning in, but tell us, okay. So what's the difference between CBD THC? We're just going to start there. Perfect. Um, basically they all come from the cannabis plant. They're just different, like different molecules. Um, the THC is the one that's the psychoactive side of the um, cannabis plant and the CBD is, um, it has different properties. It's really great for inflammation, um, different things. Um, and CBD, as we know, has been legalized, which is really great because it's been, um, proven to have really great, um, medicinal properties. Um, and since, you know, everybody, I get this all the time, like, well, does CBD make me high? And the answer is absolutely no. It's in your head if it gets you high. Um, <laughs> there's no psychoactive component in CBD. So, and it's safe to use. And um, there's no known adverse side effects to CBD. So, um, and it's an adaptogen. So cannabis in itself, it's an adaptogen. So it works with your body's own endocannabinoid system. And that's something that we have in our body. Our body's already producing these cannabinoids. um, And it just helps our body regulate. It helps with hormone function. It helps with, I mean, you name it. It just kind of helps our body get into that balance and kind of have that homeostasis or that perfect state. Mm -hmm. And so when you're using- Yeah, I was going to say it creates homeostasis in your brain and your brain communicates with your body. So like not only is it neuroprotective, anti-anxiety and anti-inflammation, but like it literally makes your body think that it's like in that perfect balance, which is, Mm -hmm. don't we all need that? I know. Yes. Yeah. I love adaptogens. Um, Okay. And so actually I feel like I and, and so CBD, right? Like if you are, if, like, if you get drug tested, for example, CBD is not going to show up on that or is it? So, I mean, tests are different these days. I, you can't say definitively, it depends on the product. And that's what our big thing is about education. Cause you need to know what's in your product. So there are a bunch of different types of CBD on the market. If you're using a CBD isolate that generally has, has 0% THC, that's not going to show up on a drug test. Um, they do have, um, you know, a, a full spectrum, uh, CBD, which we love and we could talk about later, but the full spectrum does have some THC in it, um, but a legal limit, it's a very low dose. It's not going to get you high, um, but it has this entourage effects that has more medicinal properties. Um, but 
if you take that in super high doses, you might show up positive, but gotcha. I'm telling you like, yeah, it's not really going to happen if you're just using it like, you know, moderately, like you yeah. should be using it. Are you an entrepreneur looking to elevate your authority? Do you want to be known as the go-to expert in your industry even more than you already are? To reach celebrity status and get your message out to even more people around the world? Have you been considering public relations but you just haven't found the right agency to work with? Or maybe you haven't seen the results that you were hoping for? I get it. Working with a PR agency can be expensive and sometimes you don't get the results. At Influence and Impact, we've worked with some of the biggest heart-centered entrepreneurs in the game, helping them to land major media coverage, top podcast interviews, speaking gigs, and collaborate with influencers who are excited to share their message with their audience. We would love to support you in getting your message out into the world in an even bigger way so that you can make an even bigger impact. You deserve it, and the world needs more of you. To learn more about Influence and Impact's PR and influencer marketing services, please visit laurensalon.com. Okay, so if we're thinking about CBD versus THC, like what are some of the unique benefits of each? So if you're like, oh, for you, I'd probably recommend CBD and sometimes THC or for you, oh, for that, probably THC more. Like when, yeah. when to use which one? Like what, yeah, and, and the benefits of, of each. I, like, obviously there are um, very specific benefits for each CBD and um, cannabis. Um, CBD, I think, really targets um, mental disorders. So think uh, social anxiety, PTSD, mm. insomnia, bipolar disorder, um, SAD, seasonal affective disorder. Um, most of the mental disorders that people are dealing with, suffering from, um, that is going to be a better fit for CBD because it does create that homeostasis in your body. Um, but mm. cannabis itself, I mean, it depends on how you're using it. Or I mean, THC. I guess the same with CBD. Yeah. The, the THC component of cannabis, um, because topically it's amazing for muscle relaxation, inflammation, recovery. And Maggie can go into this because she works with bodies and like, she understands all of that. But for someone like me, like I have an anxious personality anyway, using THC and like ingesting it, whether that's by gummies or with tinctures, like makes me anxious. So mm. if you have anxiety, like you really need to think about that beforehand, but I'll let, I'll let Maggie talk about some of that because she uses THC on the day, <laughs> on the daily. And so she'll like, you Maggie's high all the time. <laughs> yeah. Medicated. She is literally always high. <laughs> She's medicated. Maggie's high right now. She so, is. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Shit. That could have, that could have been a really fun way to do this episode. <laughs> oh, next time. That could have been. Yeah. <laughs> Part two. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a bunch of different things and we actually have a really interesting story. So like I have been using, utilizing cannabis of any form since for a few decades now. And Christina herself, she's really sensitive. So everybody, you know, and even when you say I'm in cannabis, people just think you're a stoner and it's like Christina actually. So some people just don't tolerate THC as well as other people. And the hard part about cannabis is I was, um, is there's the research is still coming out and a lot of, um, 
it, there's not a one size fits all. It's so mm -hmm. dependent on so many different factors, your genetics, your overall health. Do you have any, um, you know, previous issues or, you know, any kind of pathology. So there's so much that goes into it. Um, I, what we do know is that CBD and THC work best together and okay. it kind of enhances the properties of it. Um, that's why I love a full spectrum. I say you should have at least a little bit of the THC in it because it's been proven that it kind of amplifies it and THC has actually a lot better results with pain management. Um, yeah. and so CBD is great. Um, but when mixed with a little bit of the THC, it does a really good things. Um, and so especially like high doses of THC topically are a phenomenal for muscle spasms, okay. um, you know, neurological pain, chronic pain, inflammation. And, um, you know, one thing I think people are kind of getting to realize is that, you know, you say, oh, I have low back pain or, oh, I have, um, you know, these, these issues are over all over body pain. And all of this is from inflammation. It's mm -hmm. our body's response to pain is to inflame inflammation. And so when we talk about reducing inflammation, we're not just talking about like, you know, we're talking about over whole body reducing of inflammation. Yeah. Which not just like a acute injury or something like even like on a very like cellular level too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's really great. You can use it in so many different ways, which I think is great is that, um, no matter, you know, I would say if you're open to trying a product, go to your local dispensary, if you're lucky enough to have them in your state or get your green card, um, you'd be surprised. There's so many different products out there. I deal specifically, well, I've dealt for a long time with feminine issues, um, really bad. I've been diagnosed with everything from endometriosis, PCOS, like, I don't know what you have. <laughs> mystery pelvic pain. Um, and I started using a tincture, a CBD tincture. And I, in the past, like three to six months has been the first time in almost a decade that I haven't had excruciating periods. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's because like that, it, I'm taking something consistently to re reduce the inflammation in my body. So that my body has time to recover. And oh my God, I got to tell you the difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been amazing. But like, it's interesting because I use CBD to help tamper my anxiety, but for you, Maggie, like THC works to help temper yours. So like mm -hmm. you have anxiety and ADHD and THC works perfectly for you. Whereas THC for me makes me literally start panicking. Um, but like CBD makes me feel so amazing. So it's like, you really have to find the right product for mm -hmm. you. And whether that's a tincture or a topical, you can find cannabis in so many different forms now. And right. it's, it's mostly about dosing and figuring out the product that's really going to be best for um, what the results you're looking for. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I feel like when I go to like, you know, get something and, and so like I'll use cannabis for, um, if, if I'm dealing with anxiety, like during the day, I'll use some CBD and usually an oil or like a gummy or something. Um, and, and sometimes too, for like muscle recovery and things like that. And in the evenings though, like enjoy a little, a little THC with it, but specifically for, and especially since I have become single, like I'm, I have a little bit harder time falling asleep sometimes. And so I'll use it for sleep at night. And 
I get the occasional migraine and it's really helpful for that, like THC, CBD combo. Um, and, but yeah, uh, evenings for kind of relaxation, sleep, all that kind of stuff, do a little, little mix of THC, CBD, um, which I found to be really helpful, but, um, yeah. And all the different kinds of forms too, because I would imagine like, what, what would you guys say? Like, I, I would, I would think that oil is probably like the cleanest way to consume it. I don't know. I don't know. And I may be wrong. Yes. No. There are so many different trains of thought on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And tell us really funny. I mean, when you get into like the intricacies of it, like the whole cannabis movement, you know, the plant that gives us like all the powers, the mother plant, it's the female plant that gives us these like great buds, right? So, um, she like, this is like a healing plant and it adapts to like what you need and what your body needs. So because like, I'm here. a real talk, real talk. Like I enjoy, I enjoy the occasional joint and hell yeah, it's still mm -hmm. fucking smoking, right? It's still yeah. smoking. So it's still not good but, for your lungs and your throat. But, yeah. But mm. it's not good for your lungs and your throat, but like, honestly, you could be doing worse things to your body, right? You we could eat McDonald's, like, come on now. So it's yes, like, but I'm not, I but, but, but I, that's not, I'm not rationalizing it that way. I'm like, but I'm no, no, adding, no. but I totally, smoke. I totally agree. Do you and see what she just did Lauren? Because she's trying to rationalize her donut use. Do you see her? She's like, you could be doing worse, like eating 25 donuts a week. <laughs> oh, my donuts. <laughs> um, no, but some, so they say, actually, there's this belief that the flower smoking flower is actually the purest form of it, because that's the way that it's supposed to be ingested. That's the way that God created it. That's the way it comes out of earth. And it's almost like a ritual, right? It's like the smoking it people. I mean, when you think, oh, it's smoking, you think cigarettes, you think oh, like, we're not talking like, you're not like chain smoking a joint, right? You're like taking a few puffs and you're usually passing it around. It's usually in community. It's to relax. It's to kind of like, well, not always, but also I feel like it's that kind of like, I feel like it's community with myself. Like when I sit down and smoke a joint with myself, it, it helps me kind of get into myself and like, go inward a little bit and feel it. And like you said, at the end of the day, when you're like been working all day and you know, I don't know, you got kid pickups and all these things. And, and then you need that, like, kind of like, this is my off time. And like, that's when the joint lights up and I'm like, peace out. This is my off time. And it helps me kind of reset into that. I can give myself this time. Yeah. What? So, okay. Let's, let's actually on, on this note around like safety, the best ways to consume that kind of stuff. How do you guys feel about like vaping? Maybe like, is that better than smoking? Like from a health perspective of just the consumption of vape? I love the vape pen. I love it for the discretion. I'm a can of mom. I, I have it on me. Like we get to the park, I smoke a little bit of my vape pen and I'll play in the playground with my kids. Like, I love the discretion of it. Um, I say like, there's so many different ways to get cannabis into your system and to medicate yourself. And so, I mean, whether it's a gummy, whether it's a tincture, a topical, a joint, use the medicine, whatever it is, it has to fit into your lifestyle. And so vaping, I'm like, okay, there's a lot of people like vape fat, especially like, oh my God, during COVID, there was a, like the beginning of it, there was a lot of people talking about like, you know, Hey, you can't use your vape because like, you know, the lung thing. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like I like this vape, right. Um, so it's, there's a lot of different ways to ingest. And I say, whatever it is that is going to fit into your lifestyle, whatever it is, is going to make you feel good. 
mm-hmm. um, whatever it is that you find that helps you, you utilize that. There's no wrong way, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that I would echo that and say like, there is no wrong way. Um, you really do need to figure out what works best for your body. Um, but I think that dosing has a lot to do with not only like the safety, like Lauren, you were talking about safe, like safe, safely consuming cannabis products. And I think a lot of that has to do with dosing because dosing, it comes down to your body weight and whatever condition you're trying to treat and your individual body chemistry and in the concentration of the cannabis. So whether it's CBD or um, THC, like it will be different in any form that you choose to consume it, whether it's pills or capsules or drops or gummies, just like Maggie was saying. So I really think that the safety aspect of it comes in figuring out what dose is right for you and your body and and what makes you feel good. Um, But personally, I like topicals. I like oils because I feel like they're super clean um, and I I don't like smoking. So I like our um, CBD tincture because it's like, it's two ingredients. I like our, like the topicals that I use. I know, cause I make them like they're organic. They're using, you know, oils that are super clean and sustainable and regenerative. And I just, I, I kind of look for those clean products. So that is definitely something that's high on my list when I'm looking for products on the market. I love that. Um, thank you. Like super helpful perspectives around that. Um, what, what would you say are some of the biggest like cannabis myths that you hear? Oh my God. So we got a couple hours, right? (laughs) We hear all the time, like, why would I spend $60, $70 on CBD when I can go to my local gas station and buy it for 20 bucks? And it's like, oh, because, you know, quality, number one. Also, you can (laughs) buy sushi at some gas stations. Wouldn't recommend doing that either. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Exactly. But like, I think I didn't need that, Lauren. Cost. I I love that. But like the myths around cost and like, why is cost so different? Um, Quality, why is quality so different? Um, I think that a lot of the other myths are like, I don't want to be on meds for the rest of my life. Like, am I going to have to be on like using CBD or cannabis for the rest of my life? Um, So I do hear a lot of people that are like, I'm trying to treat an autoimmune condition or I'm trying to treat this like specific condition like is it gonna have to be forever um also like the brain fog some people are like cannabis or cbd do they cause that same brain fog that the opioids and the other pills do they do that and am i gonna it's gonna change my mood am i gonna be high on conference calls like i think those are some of the myths that i get asked the most maggie what are what do you come like what who comes to you and what are they saying I feel like, by the way, more people should be high on conference calls. They would probably make things work so much smoother. It would definitely be more fun. Oh that's gosh. for sure. Right. Um, I know it's funny working in the cannabis. Sometimes you like, you go around, you're having a meeting and you're like, I know we all are high right now. Like, and this is like, high, right? Yeah. we're on a level, we're on a level and it's great. Cause you could just like, just kind of like, it's amazing. Um, gosh, so many myths. I think the biggest one I just am against is the stigma around like people who consume cannabis. Um, especially like I'm a, I'm a mom who uses cannabis and yes, it makes me a better mother. I can say that 100%. 
Um, but I think there's a lot of stigma around you, the use of it. There's a lot of stigma around, um, you know, I mean, just consuming it. And it's funny because I'm like these people that, you know, like, oh, you use cannabis all the time. I'm like, you drink a bottle of wine tonight. Like, I don't understand. Exactly. And the thing is, like, even me saying that, like, on, on my podcast right now that, like, I enjoy having the occasional joint, um, I'm like, oh, oh, gosh, don't judge yeah. me. I'm like, who the fuck oh, cares? Totally. Why is it? I don't drink word? alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> And but I there's feel still like a stigma, like mm-hmm. even though people are starting to have this conversation, there's still a stigma around mothers that use cannabis, parents that use cannabis, people using cannabis in the corporate space, like yeah. people aren't allowed to talk about their consumption. And I think that that's really interesting and in, in the place we are today in, in 2021. Yeah. Well, what's so even how, more interesting, go ahead, oh, Maggie. Yeah. No, 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 keep going. Well, we look at statistics and a majority of the people, especially like millennials are using cannabis, right? But it's something that people are utilizing and they're not talking about. And um, I love this story is my, my father went through chemotherapy, had cancer. Um, he's in remission now. So, um, so he went through and when he was going through his treatments, you know, he was having a really hard time and um, he was very adamant on not using drugs, which I was like, what are you pumping in your system, bro? Right. Um, so finally we, I said to him, I said, why don't you go talk to your friends? Like, why don't you ask, start asking around if people use cannabis? And he's like, my friends do not use cannabis. And I said, you go ask your friends. He came back and was like, three of my really good friends are like huge into cannabis. And it was funny because we had this kind of moment and I, it just made me realize that how many people are using it and they're not talking about it. And like, I guarantee that when you're walking around the street, like a lot of people are using it, but it's like, there's still this stigma that you can't talk about it because it's taboo. And until we talk about it, it's, you know, we need to make these changes in our society. People are still being hurt, right? Like, sorry, Lauren, I was just about to say, like, if you're not talking about it, it means that people aren't being able to heal from whatever Mm -hmm. it is they need to heal, whether it's like trauma or recovery or, um, and it it was, it was when I was dealing with depression in 2019, it was very helpful for that. So like, like super helpful medicinally. And so now, yes, Mm -hmm. it's, I'll use it to help with anxiety, which thankfully I don't really struggle with that much anymore. Um, I'll use it for like sleep. And so just kind of to like slow down my brain, which I guess is another form of anxiety. Right. Um, and then the occasional migraine, and then really it's part of it. It's kind of part of my like wind down routine, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel bad about that. And there is, I know for me still some shame around being judged for that because, because yeah. I don't like, I'm not like super like, per, like sharing it and stuff like that. And I, and I feel okay about that. Like, I don't feel like I need to like, you know, be, I'm not like trying to be some like cannabis spokesperson and like, I'll like sometimes like dabble it in there a little bit more, but I will say you guys like, uh, we're going to reveal some stuff right now, which people are probably going to be like, uh, some of my best, some of my best trash talking and like me spicy memes, you know, like when I like it's nighttime and I like throw out, there's so many memes and they're amazing. I love them. A lot of the time those are fueled by a little, little bit of being high. (laughs) It's, It's the, should I post this? Probably not. 
should I, Do should I yeah, yeah. And then it's like, pop, 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 post, post, post. We'll see what happens in the morning. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it sparks like curiosity and creativity. And like, I think that why aren't more people like getting out of their own head and like getting more into their body and like really just being themselves fully because you cannot lie and you cannot be <laughs> your you can't not be yourself when you're high you are just a hundred percent yourself yeah so yes. yeah um I also this is my biggest thing that actually switched it I mean so many things but like I after becoming a mother it's like I constantly had people touching me and it was like the idea of like getting back into feeling sexy about my body mm. was really difficult. Um, and I feel like many people have the same sentiment. And honestly, my best orgasms are when I'm high AF. <laughs> like it allows me to get in, feel it myself. Like I feel good. Like I... it allows me to feel myself. Well, I was going to say, we'll have to bring this offline, but actually no, like why I'm sorry, ladies, why would I steal this information from you? Um, and, and possibly gentlemen too, but I agree. Like some of like my best, like, I mean, I mean, I have like amazing sex without being high and stuff like that, but yes, like those certain kinds, and I don't know which kinds they are, but sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, my whole body, like, I don't like, just like blow in my face. And like, there we are, we're done, you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, so what, what have you noticed any, <laughs> can, can you guys tell I've been home sick for like the last 10 days and now I've left the house? I'm like, yeah. which trains? <laughs> There, so this is something that I'm actually been trying to do a little bit more research on. So like the whole new thing is like, you know, they talk about these terpene profiles. So, you know, when it comes to like, it's not just THC and CBD that we're talking about. There's a bunch of different, you know, phytocannabinoids. There's a bunch of different elements, essential oils in these terpenes. And so um, these terpenes are essentially like essential oils from the plants. And that, so now people are making these terpene profiles and some of them actually have been known to make you real randy. And so <laughs> you just have to go and be like, which one's gonna make me a horny, baby? But I do have to say is that my, we got it, like we got a lube, like a cannabis lube and like, it makes my vagina feel high in a very good way. And yeah. it's really yes. good. And I deal with like cramping and stuff like, pelvic issues so honestly like I'm like get the lube out baby like it was the best thing that happened oh mm -hmm. we'll have to hear I more agree about yes I agree with that sentiment I use Foria <laughs> they have this like awaken mm, oil okay. um and it's I I'm pretty sure it's CBD I don't think that it's uh THC components but um it it definitely warms you up it's the business <laughs> yeah Interesting. All right. Okay. And now I'm, I'm like getting distracted. Okay. What's the so, website? I know. I'm like, okay. Thank you very much, ladies. We should call, wait, let's cut this interview short. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, okay. So let's talk a little bit more about um, cannabis in the news and stuff. So like specifically with the Olympics recently, we had Shikari Richardson, who's like one of the best sprinters, athletes like ever, right? who lost her mom and went to like, you know, like medicate a little bit and had weed come up in her system, cannabis in her system and got kicked out of the Olympics, right? Like there was no resolution that didn't change, right? 
They, no, yeah. not that I've and, heard of, no. And so like on the um, one hand, you're like, yeah. hey, they have the rules clearly stated. She knew the rules, she broke the rules. There are consequences, right? So like there's the one, the one hand of that. And I'm sorry, but one, we doesn't ain't gonna make you faster. Like what the hell? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, I guess not giving her we are gonna, aside from gonna, I guess the therapeutic benefits, yes. right? But yeah. but yeah, that's and it's I mean more thoughts about like how the Olympics and all that kind of stuff and all the whatever and like the testing and the mat, like all that. There were so many hoops to jump through for all of these athletes that like getting disqualified for that was such a, so stupid. Agreed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we and both agree with that. A lot of it I, is going back to like normalizing it and recognizing cannabis as a medicine and not as a drug. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of where everything gets caught up in these legalities. Yeah. And I know that it's not just in, there's a lot of different sports that, you know, it's funny. I, I'm in sports medicine and I see this all the time. They're real quick to throw people on medication. Oh, just take some pain pills and go back in. Like, you know, oh, just like tough it out. They're, you know, it's, it's, but you use cannabis and you're out which is ridiculous because there has to be better op like options for these athletes because they're out there, they're busting their booty, like their bodies hurt, they're pushing it and they don't have great options for pain management, which cannabis is a great option that like should be utilized. And um, yeah, I think a lot of it is going back to the, like, you know, declassifying it and yeah. trying to like, you know, normalize the use of it because and people just think like, oh, you're like just high all the time. Like, no, yeah. there's so many different yeah. properties from cannabis than just being high. That's one really great one, but not the best. <laughs> well, I would add, like, I feel, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on Shikari. I have a lot of thoughts on cannabis um, and, and the clash that we're having by taking it more corporate or more um, mainstream. Um, as a lot of you guys know, like this just continues to perpetuate the stigma around cannabis um, by having these weird conversations that are like, oh, but so many people are like, she knew the rules. Okay, cool guys. But everybody uses cannabis. We know that 15% of people worldwide are using cannabis. And we know that that number is not true. We know Oh, it's way higher than that. Yeah. Um, so you can't have this conversation happening where it's like, you know, she knew the rules. Cannabis is not uh, okay. And then on the flip side, having white women coming out and saying that they, you know, not only back CBD and they're in the Olympics, but they also are spokespeople for these companies. It's hypocritical. Um, it's racist. Let's just say it. It's racist. Like the war on drugs started Mm. against black people here we are we're having the same conversation 30 years later but instead of like outright saying it was because she's black we're saying now like oh it's because she knew the rules like no thanks guys At, michael phelps has come out and said he uses cannabis like everyone is using it they're just finding loopholes in the system and shikari just wasn't that lucky like if we're getting real 
real with it. She just didn't get lucky. She lost her mom. She had a moment where she needed help. She used cannabis as medicine and now it's coming back and and it's ruining her Olympic year. Yeah. And where it should be like, you like have some sort of like medical exemption even right for that, because like, that's going to be a lot better than like probably taking antidepressants or like something like that. And that's still, that shit's like not necessarily good for you and can be addictive as well. Like it's not. And and when I say as well, like cannabis isn't even fucking addictive. Like you can get addicted to the, to the feelings of it and the experience of it and, and, and use it as a crutch. Right. But in itself, it's not an addictive substance. And yeah, like we're has- still talking about it like it's a drug. So that's where yeah. we're getting tied up. It's like, it is not a drug. It's legal in how many states and right. yet still it's classified as a drug. And so this is where I feel like we're at a weird intersection where it's like, cannabis should be legal. It's found to be medicinal. They have research on it that helps with pain and inflammation, anxiety, sleep, arthritis, like recovery. It is being um, touted, lauded upon in the media that this is the way forward as a medicine. And yet people are still calling it marijuana. They're still calling it a drug. They're still, and people are still in prison for weed. Like this is crazy. We're in a weird, weird place. That's such an interesting thing. Like even, I mean, like here in California, like our current vice president used to be the attorney here. And like, there's tons of people that have been locked up for like basic weed charges and now it's legal. And so like, if they got caught now doing the same thing, they wouldn't, it wouldn't be a fucking issue. Right. And so it's so weird to, to, and it's tricky because, and I'm no legal expert or anything like that, but it's tricky because it's like, oh yeah. But like, when you do that, did this like knowingly breaking it, like, I don't, I don't like, how do you reconcile this? Right. I think there's a really easy way to reconcile it. Like it should be re- retroactive. You should not have people in a state where cannabis is legal and you should not be in jail for cannabis. Like yeah. we have like all if, these crazy whatever, laws. Yeah. Yeah. It if should, whatever charge you were in for is now wouldn't legal. Be, send you to jail. You should like, <laughs> Go home. Yeah. You should be able to go home. Okay, we're done. And, and the majority of people that are locked up for cannabis are black. And so this is why it's such a sticky situation is like they were racist then they're still being racist. Now mm-hmm. cannabis is for everyone and nobody should be in jail for yeah. it. So how do, how do we, Oh, what were, were you going to no, I just like, it blows my mind that people it, are still in yeah. jail for cannabis. And yeah. so like, I get it. If like back when it was like a illegal drug and if you're do, like, you know, running a big operation or something like that, whatever. Okay. But, sure. but yeah, for like the like minor possession or like use charges and shit like that. So how, how do normal people, so if we're not like, and when I say normal people, I don't, I mean, someone like me, who's not in the cannabis industry, but is like pro it. And I'm sure many of our, our listeners right now, like, how do we help shift that conversation? Is it just so, so, so even just culturally, socially, it's not seen as this wild thing. Like, cause I went to a Christian college, I like public high school in Northern California. I smoked like maybe three, five times, like in, in high school and stuff like that. But like, 
didn't really smoke in, in college or anything, like really started using cannabis in the last like four years, really. Um, but I remember like in my, at my little like private Christian college that I went to, and I told some of my girlfriends there that I had smoked weed before and they thought I was like doing heroin. (laughs) I was like, what? They're like, they thought it was so serious and crazy. I was like, what? I was so confused by this, but how do we shift it? Cause even like that situation where it's like, we're not necessarily, I think there's a difference, any substance, you can abuse any substance, right? And you can become dependent on any kind of substance, legal, illegal, quote unquote, drug or not, right? Met a prescription that you're supposed to take and or or not, right? You can become dependent on anything. And I think the problem with any of these things, including potentially with marijuana is when you do use it, oh, like overuse it, use it inappropriately, use it as a crutch, like, right. Or become too dependent on, on it. Um, and, and so like, even for me, personal experience, I was noticing that I was, I was like smoking a joint, not a whole joint, but like, I like, I'm such like a a baby with mine, but I was smoking almost every night for a couple months. And, and not even when I quote unquote, felt like I needed it, it was, it became such a part of my nightly routine. And I'm like, you know what, like, given that there's like a respiratory illness going around and all this kind of stuff, like probably not a, and, and I'm, I'm also using this more frequently than when I feel like it's actually going to be helpful. I'm kind of just using it like all the, like every night I decided to like take a break. I was like, okay, when I'm done with this last joint in this box, like we're going to take a break and then we're just going to do maybe capsules, right. Or just do the vape pen. So kind of like not cutting it out completely, but like not being as dependent on smoking a joint in the evening. Cause I wanted to be mindful of like, you know, the, the smoke inhalation and stuff like that. So how do we like shift the help shift the perception of it? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Maggie has a lot of, like, she always has a lot of thoughts because she is a cannamom. And so she uses cannabis and every day, right? We call her the cannamom, the fit. She, she does it all. (laughs) But for me personally, like, I think that just having dialogue, like creating these conversations, being able to talk about all of this stuff freely, Um, I work in corporate America and I have conversations about cannabis all the time, makes people super uncomfortable and I don't care. I'm at the point in my life where um, like I am starting a cannabis business and like, I am not ashamed of it. I'm not scared of it. I, I, it's, it's here. It's what's happening right now. Um, And people are like, what do you do in your free time? Or, you know, people making small talk at work. And I'm like, I, most of my free time is, is spent working on my company. And they're like, what do you do? What kind of company do you have? And I'm like, cannabis. And they're like, what? (laughs) Wait, what? And then they have a lot of questions. And then it's like, and I don't mind sharing. I am changing the conversation around cannabis and talking to people in that corporate space and showing them it is okay to be utilizing cannabis in situations where you need it medicinally, recreationally. I am okay having these conversations. And I think that's the way we shift the dialogue. Um, And we do that by advocating not only on our social media, but by like talking about all of these things on our social media too. And right. 
And like Maggie, talk a little bit more about um, how, how you look at that or your perception of, of shifting that stigma. But like for me, that, that's what it is, just changing the conversation. Yeah, I think the conversation is probably like the most obvious and the easiest, but it's also probably going to be the most impactful, um, you know, opening up those dialogue. Um, also, I feel like, I mean, get involved. Cannabis is on the ballots these days, you know, like there's a lot of policies and I feel like the way that the policies are worded are very bad and because you never know like really what you're voting for. And so is it good? Is it bad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like. What does this actually mean if I vote yes? <laughs> like, right. Um, and I feel like, you know, getting involved in like figuring out, like if there's anything in my jurisdiction that supports cannabis, I get involved with it just because obviously it's my passion. Um, and so, yeah. And honestly, I, you know, I just moved from California to Texas and this is so prevalent for me because something that I was so I'm so open about, and I talk about so much, you know, I have like shirts that say like Hannah mom on them and like buy weed from women. And it's funny carrying that stuff around here. We're in California. I'm like, Hey, you know, like your bag, like your shirt here. People are like, don't talk to that woman. And so it's really wow. interesting because, you know, it's, there's, there's still, and I think it's because cannabis is not prevalent in the state. Right. Um, and there needs to be dialogue and conversation about it. Um, getting involved. And also, like you said, like becoming a smart consumer, I feel like is also really huge because you, there's always that one person that just like sits around and smokes weed all day, like doesn't do anything and is un, you know, unmotivated, but honestly, they were going to do that anyways. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, so I feel like doing your research on figuring out, like, like you said, like, Hey, I feel like I'm using this as a crutch. Maybe I should stop doing it so much. And I feel like just being a little more cognizant about, I mean, pretty much, right. Anything you put in your body, like, I don't want to be watching too much TV or, you know, you know, so it's like, just be cognizant of what you're putting in your body and what you're using and what products you're buying. Um, you know, but yeah, conversation changing, honestly, is probably the easiest and the best way to do it. And if we have more responsible consumers, they're out there having their own conversations and like people who are conscientious and responsible in the way that they consume cannabis are probably having, um, I would say, better and more educational conversations, right? Yeah. 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 I, I agree. Yeah. Even just like this, like talking about it and even me, like dropping it into like my social media a little bit more and things like that. Um, I, yeah, it's super interesting. And I, and I love this and hopefully like people listening are, are learning a lot. And, and I know for myself, like being more uh, bra braver to like share this too, and not be like scared of it and stuff. Um, but let's shift a little bit. So you guys really dove into this business this past year when like things like shut down. And so like, there's like all sorts of questions around that, but not only starting a physical product, like physical goods, business during this time, which on the one hand, like so many people are ordering things and wanting to shop from small businesses. So there's an a quote unquote advantage there, but also production. I know for so many people with manufacturing and products and stuff has been so delayed it for so many different kinds of products. 
Um, and then also being women in this space, because I feel like it's a very male dominated space. So I'd love to hear a bit how this journey has been for you two as entrepreneurs. Yeah, I feel like both of us probably have very different experiences because we bring very different skill sets. And um, Christina is very much a go-getter. She does not let anything stop her. And so the minute that something's like, this is a problem, she's like, I already have a pivot plan, don't worry. So <laughs> it's um, it's been great. But I honestly, starting a product, like I'm very passionate about cannabis. I'm really passionate about pain management. And I love being able to provide people with better options. Putting out a product was never something that was like on my list of to-dos. Um, but it's something that I've been really loving the challenge, but it's also, there's stuff that I'm just like, did not see coming, <laughs> especially starting, um, try to start manufacturing during COVID. You know, we go to visit manufacturers, some would see us, you show up and it's kind of like, you got to stay the distance and you're wearing masks and you're like, what did you say? And so there's a lot of, you know, just like it's difficult communication. And, um, in the beginning of COVID people didn't know what was going on with the economy. Right. So, um, there was a lot of just up in the air kind of stuff. Um, and you know, it's definitely been a big learning curve, but I totally understand they're saying like, if you, um, like put out a product, you can probably do anything. I love that. Yeah, we definitely have had, I think, different experiences. Like Maggie and I kind of split up duties in, in a certain way so that, or responsibilities moreover. Um, so we're kind of focused on different things. Um, but we've definitely had to overcome all of our challenges together. Like I think that being part of a, a startup or an early stage company, that you number one you jumped into without a lot of <laughs> I don't even know what word that is like we had no clue what we were getting into we were just like we found something that works and we know that we need to share it and we had zero clue how we were going to go about that and like what that actually meant um, and so we've gotten like uh, pretty much dumped I would say just pretty much we drowned for like the first three months. We were like, what do you mean? What do we have to do? Mm. How much work is this? It was a full-time job and we both had full-time jobs. So it was a lot of pivoting. It was a lot of trying to figure things out. It was a lot of Googling, like, what do I need um, when I'm starting a product? It was just so much work. And we look at where we were a year ago when we knew nothing about the industry. We knew nothing about starting a company. We knew nothing about products. And here we are about to launch our product in just a few weeks. And we've come so far. It is insane. It's, it's so crazy. exciting. It's so exciting. So so tell us a little bit more about Match and what you got, like your products, like the vision behind it, all of that, because like, I'm so freaking excited to get my hands on some of it once it comes out. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your shit. Christina. Okay. Oh, I thought you um, had it. We have so many. Christina is actually a mastermind. The, if all of her dreams come to fruition, we will take over the world. So um, she's got big dreams, which is really great. We kind of just sat down and we're like, what do we want to do? And so the product is kind of a 
a start off point for all of our dreams. Um, we have, so we're starting, um, we just wanted to provide really good products um, and we mm. wanted to provide quality, mm. quality products that work. Um, so we relieve chronic pain, inflammation, and anxiety through consciously sourced and luxurious cannabis products. Um, our mission is just to, you know, give people the information to be able to be more cognizant consumers. So we have um, a line of tinctures. We have a full spectrum and an isolate. We also have topicals and bath salts. Um, I love me a bath. <laughs> and yeah. I got to tell you, as like, I mean, Lauren, you, you're an athlete as well. My body, like, you know, that like second day when you do the weights and you're like, oh shit, like I take a CBD bath and I feel amazing. And so that's kind of Christine and I put out our three favorite products. Both of us use these products on the regular anyways. And so we wanted to figure out how can we put them out and elevate them, put our little spin on it. And um, not only do our products have cannabis in it, but we also use targeted botanicals to, um, we target pain and inflammation as our, our main thing. So um, Christine has done so much research on the botanicals um, that we use for pain and inflammation down to the oils that she uses for the base, making sure it has good absorbency. It's not greasy. Um, you know, there's so much thought that has gone into this product because we, we believe our bodies are temples. Like I said, I don't get guilty about, I will take a week to myself and I don't care because I know that I'm worth it. And I want our products to reflect that. And I want people to feel that when they have our products, it's like, you are worth to not be in pain. Like you are worth better options. I love that. Yeah, I, I love, love that. that. Yeah. So, and I think, oh, sorry, Lauren. I was just going to say, we like, we have so many dreams. Like this is Maggie said, this is just a starting off point. We will take over the world. Like cannabis dispensaries and wellness spas and a product list that goes a mile and a half long. Like I have so many ideas, but ultimately our vision overall is to, is to continually drive the conversation around medical cannabis by providing science-backed education to advance healthy lifestyles for the conscientious consumer. So that's like, that is what we want to do. That is our goal. I love it. And so when, when is everything going to be available for people? Ooh, we were just talking about this. <laughs> I, we are launching our pre-sale September 1st. Mm, that's in, that's so close. I know. I know. It's so exciting. That's so I mean, close. It's okay. to be after this. <laughs> no, I, I think this one will come out before. I think this will come out before that that is so freaking cool oh my gosh yeah you know it's it's those things that you're never ready right and you need to you need to dive and i i'm we're so excited to be able to launch this and it's so scary but we are so excited to be able to get going and we know it's a learning curve and we know that we're gonna have a lot of lessons <laughs> but we're so excited yeah i love that so, okay, we, before we shift it, where, since we're talking about that, where can everybody get pre-sale stuff, like get their name in, get on your email list, all that kind of stuff. Find you guys online. You can find us anywhere at MatchCanna, M-A-T-C-H-C-A-N-N-A. So um, we're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. You can go to matchcanna.com. Um, there's, um, I mean, 
you can email us <laughs> any you can find us um we and we love to hear from you like i think you know there's a lot of people that have a lot of questions about this and if you have a question please email us because we would love to be able to either direct you um or help you out in this and also we want to know what consumers are asking and what they want to know because we want to help find you the answers yeah. And so Maggie's email is Maggie at matchcanna.com and mine is Christina at matchcanna.com. Amazing. So another question for you guys before we we close out here. This has been super fun. I like I've learned a bunch too. Um so obviously you guys know that this show is about like owning your truth, using your voice, standing out in the world, like being like unapologetic and all of that. And even even just like and how cheesy am I going to be? I'm like, you guys have helped me talk more about this too. But really like, you know, this helps me be able to talk more about this because I use cannabis in my life pretty freaking regularly, you know? So um, one, just have, have enjoyed having you guys come on and share for that reason alone, because it's been supportive for me. But I want to know from you guys, and you can each offer something with this. Obviously, like I said, the show is about helping people own their truth, use their voice, like stand out in the world as the most authentic version of themselves, like unapologetically, right? What is one piece of advice that you guys would give to somebody who's maybe a little, um, a little afraid to like stand out bigger or like share more things about themselves, their business, whatever it is, mm. you know, whether that's like a, question to ask yourself, like a journal prompt, a quote. Um, yeah. Something. If, if people are like, how do I stand out more and just like live more aligned and bold? Well, um, I'm going to say you should take Lauren's PR course then <laughs> little plug. I feel like, you know, that it's, going, finding your voice, like getting really aligned in what you believe, remembering your why, um, and, I would say don't like be bold and like be unapologetic and also like jump before you're ready is something I hear all the time and I don't understand it, but it's so true is you got to jump before you're ready. And it's, we will psych ourselves out in our minds of all the reasons, really good reasons that we shouldn't be doing this or don't want to do that. Um, but I say, if you think about it and you have anything in you that wants to go for it, shut up everything else and just go for it. Yeah. Just fucking go for it. Fucking do it. <laughs> I think that's great advice. Um, me personally, like being a hypersensitive person, I've always been that person in the room where I observe before I speak. Mm. I am going to hold back before I go for it. And I've realized that Yes, that is a process for some people, um, but it, it didn't serve me. It wasn't serving me. Um, and I know that that's my own process and that's just logically the way that I go through the world. Um, but I've made leaps and bounds this last year by launching Match Canna. And I realized that Maggie, you're right. Like you're never gonna feel ready. Nothing is ever gonna feel perfect and it doesn't need to be perfect. And you should just go for it anyway. Um, and so don't overthink it. Don't overanalyze it. You have one life. Mm. You have this moment and you need to always be doing 
what you want to do, how you want to do it. And you, you should never apologize for that. So go for it and go now. I love it. Yeah. What both of you guys said, like, just freaking do it. We got one life to live. Right. And we've all yeah. seen like how quickly things can get flipped on their head. So why the fuck not? Right. Frick right. What do you have it. to lose? What exactly. do you have to lose? Exactly. And remind everyone else, everyone else, everyone one more time where they can find you guys online and where they can get their hands on some of your upcoming products. Yes. You can find us on Instagram at Match Canna. You can find us on Facebook at the same at M-A-T-C-H-C-A-N-N-A. You can find us online on our website, matchcanna.com. You can email us, Google our names, Maggie and Christina. We will show up. Um, we are hopefully to be on every platform that you're on real soon. You can find us on TikTok, you name it. We're doing all the things. Amazing. I love it. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.